and welcome to Women Leadership Nation's Breaking Barriers podcast. Are you ready to drive your career to the next level, change your career path, or branch out and start something completely new? Well, you're in the right place. Come laugh with us, come learn with us, as we hear the personal stories of failures and success from amazing women who will inspire you to take action. Our guest today is a true inspiration. She's a resilient survivor who pivots and twists with life's challenges and changes. She shows us that success is never straightforward and that anything is possible. This industry disruptor is the founder of Joga, a hybrid of the science of yoga with the biomechanics of sport movement. She has inspired and worked with Olympic and professional athletes all over the world. We are so thrilled to have Jana Webb with us today. By listening to her intuition and using positive optimism, she's following her dream of making an impact in the world. And now introducing your host, co-founder and president of Women Leadership Nation, Jennifer Latticer. So exciting to have you on our podcast today. Oh, thanks, Jen. I start a lot of the podcasts off with a question. And the first question I want to ask you is, when you were younger, what what did you envision you wanted to be? You know, that's a a question that I'm still trying to find the answer for. (laughs) (laughs) Many people are. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's it's interesting that you asked that question because that question spearheaded into my TED Talk. Because that was the for, that was the question for the TED Talk that I did. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I was the person that answered, I had no idea, right? I wanted to be many things. And so I just knew, what I did know is that I wanted to make an impact in the world. And I knew that I would do something big and great for the world. I had this feeling inside of me. And so I knew that. I just didn't know what that was. What it was. And so, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. It's amazing how you, it feels like in some of, I've done a little bit of research research and that you're, you really are follow your intuition and your gut in a lot of ways. So tell me a little bit about like what led you to what you're doing today, starting a company. Was that ever in the plan to, to start something or? No, not at all. So, no. you know, and, and I, I just go back to this Ted talk because it's just so relevant right now, all these years later, um, I talked about exactly what you just said is intuition and, and gut instinct and how to follow that path. And the way to do that is to, you you know, kind of not almost, but yeah, keep the blindfolders on and just, you know, decide that you want to go s- somewhere and be able to, to trust yourself. Right. Cause I don't think a lot of people know what that end picture looks like. I never did, but I just said, there's all these little breadcrumbs, you know, that got me to where I was. And at 17 years old, I had, a, you know, an opportunity to go play college volleyball and they asked me to, you know, a scholarship and they asked me to choose all these courses. And I, I was like, I don't know what I do. I'm 17 years old. Like, and it stressed me out to have to like commit to making this decision for the rest of my life. So I opted to not go to school. And that was the best thing that ever happened to me because at 17 years old, I started to work for an advertising company and this advertising company taught me so many skills that are still like so applicable to my business today. And by the time I was 19, I was managing 50 staff. I had my own head up my own office in Ottawa. Like I moved across the country from Calgary and again, just took the, you know, I didn't, I didn't know better. I was just like, this is an awesome company. I'm going to work hard. I, I, I started to make a lot of money mm-hmm. and, you know, fast forward all these years later, now that I have my own company, those skills that I learned 
in that time frame from when I was 17 to 24. Again, it's helped with my business. It's the, it's the hands-on skills. And you know what? Like I, I big proponent of education, but I'm also a big proponent of real life experience. And I also, I had cancer at a really young age and I was 17 and had just recovered from cancer and ended up having children at a young age. Hard for me to, to go to school and same thing. I jumped right into something and I find that when you you maybe haven't been formally, you know, trained, but that you, you actually are able to be more effective because you just figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm like, I have the no. most expensive MBA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Through life mistakes and experience, right? Um, that's amazing. And so then, you know, you're in, you have a great career, you're in the advertising world. It's probably really exciting. You have, you know, I can just tell, you know, you're excited about it, but what made you then decide to pivot. Yeah. So it's my, my whole path involves, you know, I guess traumatic situations that have kind of turned my, you know, have helped me pivot. Um, so I was in a car accident while I was working, not, not like the last car accident, another, a different car accident. Um, and I had to quit my job and, you know, all these things cause I was just injured. And I remember being like, I had, I couldn't work anymore. I was like lying on my couch and Oprah at the time, I was watching Oprah because I couldn't do anything all day long. And she was talking about aha moments. Remember the aha moment? I thing? love those and aha I, moments. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, this ain't mine lying yeah. here doing nothing. And yeah. it gave me time to reflect and think because literally I graduated from school, like got into this advertising company and it was like, it moved very quickly, right? By the time I was 24, I had been working for seven years, like without a break. I didn't get that college experience. Like I didn't, I just grew up very quickly and took on a lot of responsibility at a young age. And so at that age, I was like, what do I, like, what is my next thing? Like, what do I really want to do? And in growing up, I was always a jock. My brothers both played, you know, my sister and I, like, that's just what we did. My hair always in a ponytail, sweatpants. And my best friend was a dancer and she always looked like so stoic and beautiful yeah. and poised and like makeup on. And I don't know why, like my whole childhood, she was like, I want to play volleyball and basketball like you. And I'm like, I want to dance like you, you know, we kind of had this thing. And so at 17, when I went to go on to my advertising career, she went to Randolph Academy here in Toronto which is a triple threat school. And I was like, what an awesome experience. And she was then like working in New York and LA and she had this shiny life. And I was like, maybe I could do that. So I called her and I was like, Hey buddy, I was like, remember that school you went to when you were like 17, I'm thinking of auditioning. And she's like, Oh buddy, (laughs) you actually have to have talent. (laughs) So she was a real friend. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. She's like, you have like a triple threat. You sing, you dance, you act. And and I was like, well, I think I could pull up the acting. Like I work in advertising. (laughs) So so I did that. I auditioned for the school out in Toronto here and they looked at my audition and I'm that they were like, no, like you've hit none of the criteria. You have and the I confidence though. <laughs> right. I called yep. them and I was like, listen, I'm a mature student. It's not, I'm not doing this to become famous. I'm doing this because this is something that I felt like I've always wanted to do just to prove to myself that I could do it. So they let me in. I had to take like extra dance classes, like extra everything. I mean, I'm 24 years old buying my first leotard, right? That's awesome. <laughs> so awesome. I graduated from school and, you know, I worked harder than anybody and I, I, 
I actually got the lead in the final, you know, oh, performance. Wow. I got an agent. Um, I got uh, hired right away on a on a show called Ultimate Destination. So I was hosting this travel show, and so like my my career path turned very quickly. And I was like, okay, well, this is awesome. You know, I've got all these different opportunities. I'm on TV. It's kind of shiny. And then I got bored. I was, you know, filming this TV show, um, which from the outside, you, most people would think is really awesome because I'm traveling around the world. And I was like, I'm bored. Like, I don't, you know, watching myself on TV is okay, but I think I have more to offer the world than this. And yeah. that, and you know, throughout all of this, the most important piece that I forgot to tell was while I was in performing school, my yoga te- or my singing teacher introduced me to yoga because I had this injury that I kept trying to manage through from my accident. And I was like, what is this thing? Cause it just like, helped me so much, like with the breath and the meditation. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got into yoga. But I was like that person who was horrible at yoga because I'm an athlete. I was like tight and like trying to be in the room and you yeah. know, all these different things. Right. And I hurt myself doing yoga. Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of started this journey of me creating yoga all those years later. That's amazing. So, I mean, that, that story too is a great example of when you feel like whether you're in the flow or not going back to Oprah again, (laughs) right? Right. Like you could just feel like, even though it's all amazing and probably you could follow, you could have followed that path, but deep, deep down inside, you knew that there was something more. Yeah. Right. It's amazing. My, my Nana, unfortunately she just passed away this year, but she was 99 years old. And she did yoga every single day. It's oh yeah, oh it's amazing, right? Yeah. So oh, then, what, oh my grandma just turned hundred. Oh yeah, in so they were around the same age. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's amazing to hear their stories too. Because I think you, yeah. as you get older, you 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 really want to dive deeper into what their life experience was, and you can really learn from it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, my grandma's like walk three kilometers a day. Like that's yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. move. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so then you're introduced to the idea of yoga. And what was the thing that transitioned for you in terms of, oh wow, there's something new here? Mm-hmm. So I did my training in Japan and then I brought that training back to Alberta to Calgary. And I just started working. You know, when you get something new, you're like teaching yeah. everybody and excited. And my first real full-time job was at, um, actually a center called innovative health, which is actually here in Toronto now. And the owner of that studio worked for the Calgary or used to be a Calgary stampeder. And he used to start coming to see me private. I was like the yoga therapist. And that's where I did all of my learning. I surrounded myself with a bunch of smart people, physios, chiros, you know, trainers who are awesome. And, you know, started to work with them to help people heal. And everybody had different, you know, issues. And he started to see me and he was like, wow, I I wish I would have had this while I was playing football. At the same time, the strength and conditioning coach from the Stampeders, who was forward thinking, had been looking for a yoga instructor. And so just through different conversations, they reached out to me and I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And I showed up, you know, to this like football training camp and that was scary. You know, I was like, I'm not prepared at all. There were 65 like big football players looking at me. I'm like, this is 15 yeah. years ago, right? This isn't, yeah. you know, where yoga was not trying. And they're to- probably thinking yoga. Okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> 
what am I doing this for? And they were right. What were you doing that for? So that first session, I always said, like, it failed miserably. It was awful. Um, I didn't have control. I didn't understand how to work with athletes. I didn't know how to talk to them. I'm like, they have no idea what Virabhadrasana 2 is and, like, what chakras are. And I'm like, okay. That's when I had to answer your question, that light bulb moment where I was like, okay, this whole thing about yoga needs to change. And that's where it started. And then given my marketing background, I was like, okay, I need to make this whole thing called yoga. I need to translate it into a vocabulary first and foremost that makes sense for athletes. And then the second piece was I had to adapt yoga postures and make the movements that were cohesive to what they were doing on the field, on the ice, and in the weight room. And then the last piece was understanding the entire culture of sport and how this program that I created could potentially fit into the world and ecosystem of sport. And so, you know, I say that I I just had to do this, this, and this. It took like 15 years to figure out. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's funny because like people will see the end result and be like, wow, that was an overnight success, but really it takes a lot of learning. And did you find during that experience, was there any mentors or anybody that you could, that really helped you along as well? Yeah, of course. And you know, again, it just always, what happens in my life is just always very organic. I didn't go out seeking mentors, but I just found them in my path. Uh, one of my very first business mentors was a fellow by the name of Bruce Croxon. So he used to be on the Dragon's Den and he had started a company called Lava Life. And so when I looked at the potential and after I'd started yoga, I was like, that's what I wanted my business model model to be like. And so I reached out to him on LinkedIn and he actually, I said, could we have a coffee? And he got back to me and I was like, Oh, that was easy. And yeah. you know, that, that yeah. first coffee, he's like, I'm happy to help you. You know, I, I really was at that point looking for investors. And so he was like, okay, well to shape up an investor package, you need to do this, this, and this. So he's always been there for me mm-hmm. uh, to talk through different situations and to kind of, you know, give me information right on his past and probably what he's learned to to help direct me through and navigate through a very competitive market first and foremost and you know if you've never raised money before or presented in front of investors you know again that's a whole new skill set that you need to learn yeah for sure and you know i think you're right too in terms of the the way that you applied your your advertising and your marketing spin in you know so that you can communicate the message properly because it is you created a whole new niche, which is really impressive Thank and, you. and really exciting and, and I imagine also challenging. Were there times, and I know myself, even as a business owner, there's days where are better, better than others. And what kind of got it where you, you start to second guess and think, why do it? Why did I not just pick a nine to five job? But then knowing that if I was in that nine to five job, I would also be like bored and right. wanting out. <laughs> yeah. Well, two things. I, I did have a job. Uh, there is, a, I forgot to mention this part. There was a break when I had a child and did all got married and all that in this. And in that time frame, I actually worked for a home builder doing new home sales because I wanted to get EI because I was, yeah. with I wasn't making yeah. And so I went and worked for a home builder and I was like account- accountable for certain hours and I had to like check in and go to the office. And I was like, Hey, this is not for me. (laughs) I like to set my own schedule and design my life, what suits me and makes me happy. But I did it because I wanted the EI full transparency. I mean, it's like, um, (laughs) 
even yesterday, you know, we're in very challenging times right now. And I've had mm-hmm. to navigate my business through a COVID, the pandemic, and then this anarchy in the world, um, you know, with Black Lives Matters and everything. And it's been very challenging. And, you know, especially these last four months, have oh, I questioned yeah. myself as a business owner 1000% because it's been hard. There's no other way to mm-hmm. describe it. It's just been very hard. Mm-hmm. And of course, when it gets hard, it's interesting what comes out of the woodworks. I get all these shiny offers, you know, mm-hmm. from big brands to be like, Hey, we want you to come, you know, be with us. But then you have to like get rid of yoga. And, you know, these are decisions sometimes that I go through and navigate through. And then I was like, no, I can't give up on myself. I can't give up on this vision that I have. And, but definitely I, you know, I doubt myself at least once a day, you know, and that I, I think if you don't doubt yourself, you're not challenging yourself enough. Like the bar isn't high enough. The yeah. bar is really high. And I want to leave a legacy in sport and I want to open up doors for other women in sport. And, you know, I've done a lot of heavy lifting to do that. And it's just, it would not be worth it to stop right now because yeah. I'll, then I'd feel like all of what I've done and all of the sacrifice and mm-hmm. all of the doors slammed in the face and all of the no's and all of the nights of no sleep would just not be worth it. Oh, so. that's, I mean, that's so well put, honestly. And it's, you know, like, I think that, like you said, it's, it's natural to get those challenges, but then also what happens is like it, like in our business, we're, uh, we go in and train executive teams and corporations and well, we can't actually physically be there anymore. So we've transitioned all of our training into online. So do you find through COVID, even though it's really been a stressful time that it's actually starting you to get into action in terms of like thinking, okay, what, what else can we do? And you may, after this, it will be after that, that you'll say, wow, that was maybe a good thing while you're in it like we are, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Well, full transparency, my, my business has actually never been better, which is kind of ironic. So, and here's why in within 72 hours, you know, like everybody, I had a six month trajectory plan for, for, this was supposed to be like a Jana web year. I was like going on a speaking tour books, like all the things. And then COVID happens. And I'm like, Oh, are you kidding me? Like everything's yeah. in, like LA, New York, like, uh, uh, everything. And I was like, ah, like, it's like a, you work your whole life to, you know, get on these stages where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I've dreamed of speaking there. And, you know, and that was all canceled in like a day. And so I had a pity party like everybody else. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I just, I need to, like, I'm a survivor, right? I'm like, okay, just what I need to pivot and I need to change my business model really quickly. And what instigated that again, organically, I feel like all the things that happened next in my business happened from somebody giving me information. And so um, an NHL team called and they were like, Hey, is there any way you can train our guys online? And I was like, ding, 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 ding. Have no idea how, but yes, yeah, answer yes and figure it out. And then call my tech guy and like, holy crap, okay, we have to figure something out by 7 a.m. tomorrow, (laughs) you know? And so we did that. And to be honest, I've never been busier with my pro athletes because for the first time ever, Jen, they need me (laughs) more than I need that. Like before, it's felt like I've been selling and selling and selling and selling and and trying to convince them that this program would be good for them to now they're like, we actually have no other options because Joga's body weight, you can do it from home. We've created the technology platform. And so we were busier than ever, which is- I could see that. Like I, you know, first of all, they can't just decide, okay, I'm going to take a break and sit on the couch for how many months, right? Right. Like we need their bodies to be, and they can't go to a gym and they can't do certain things. So it makes so much sense to me. And you know what? Like maybe that's going to 
you never know what that could lead to for you. Well, yeah. Well, well and it then, it, it, it then, um, you know, inspired me to put my curriculum online. So then one week later, I launched my first online training. We had 20 people sign up and then we launched another one two weeks later and there was 45 people. And keep in mind that usually when I do these trainings, it's in person and we mm-hmm. max out at 20 and it's in LA or New York. So there's travel costs, hotel, costs, you know, all of these yeah. things, right? And so all of a sudden we eliminate all of those overhead pieces and I'm able to to, you know, tr- do the exact same curriculum online. So that has completely shifted my business. We can train athletes now. And all of this is actually, we've launched a new website in the last three months as well, because we're like, we need to offer online training now. So that's, that's what we're doing. Amazing. Yeah. And I noticed too, so I'll post, I'll post this out too, but I also noticed yeah. you launched an app as well. Yeah. And again, great timing. Thank God. Because <laughs> we filmed everything in, in before Christmas. So oh, I went to LA and filmed everything. But um, yeah, it's called Fit Plan app. And it's the dream app for me because I'm surrounded by some of the best celebrity trainers in the world. So to be profiled with like Kim Kardashian's trainer and all these, you know, amazing athletes has been great. Um, and I love the, the Fit Plan app because a lot of my clients are, you know, I can't see them all the time. And they're like, how can we like keep up with the program? Or how can I do it at the dock? How can I do it? You know, when my kids are screaming in the other room, like all these things. And so we've got the app now It's very affordable. It's like $7 a month and it gives you access to yoga, but it gives you access to all the other fit plan trainers as well, which is really cool. Yeah. I think, I honestly think too, it's, it's a time that everybody that I'm talking to too is, is they're dealing with so much more stress as well in the household. So, you know, they're, they're working plus they have their children in the background and they're having to be teachers and they're having all these things going on in their lives where the importance of carving out time for themselves to exercise and also mental well-being as well. So like I noticed in some of my research that you're really big on meditation as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that's something for women that are growing and trying to push themselves that, having that balance of you can only push yourself so hard if you, you know, you need to have that balance. What are your thoughts in terms of the importance of meditating and really being able to that building that self-awareness as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'll preface that by saying, don't, first of all, I think a lot of people get scared of the word meditating because they think they have to like sit in solitude and like smell a tree and like have incense, (laughs) whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And again, everything that I do in terms of like um, translating yoga into something that is adaptable is it needs to be functional, right? And it needs to be applicable in our everyday lives. And so what I say to people is meditating is just be being becoming aware of. And so when you say it like that, it gives, it opens up, you know, the thought to people that, oh, I could potentially do that. Like I could potentially just sit for a minute and become aware of my thoughts, right? Or just mm-hmm. awareness is the first step, right? Just because to yep. sit and close your eyes and be completely still, it's not, that's not feasible for some people. And for some people that actually causes more anxiety. Meditation is supposed to, you know, activate your parasympathetic nervous system so you can rest and restore, right? Mm-hmm. And for most people, that's the thought of it's too stressful. So it's counter digressive. And so the meditations that I do, again, are very functional. Um, it's like if you're driving a car and you're like annoyed with the traffic, like how do you, how do you react in that situation? Right. Or kids are screaming, like just life, like it's full of distraction and noise. And how in those moments can we just use breath, 
you know, to resettle, to move into our right brain function, reset the nervous system. So our reactions change because with reactions change, then that whole situation, the outcomes can be completely different. And so I think for a lot, especially right now, everyone is so stressed and overwhelmed and scared of what the future of our world looks like. So unknown, right? Yeah, like unknown, unknown. And so, you know, when they sit and think with, you know, start to think and start to, if they try to meditate, you're right. Like, instead of just being aware of what, even just being aware of your surroundings, going into a park and like looking at a tree or looking at something, or even I found, um, I learned a lot in my life in terms of being a workaholic and trying to, you know, get away from that. And, um, sitting and playing with your kids, like not just, okay, I'm going to quickly do this, but like really getting into it, you know, that awareness is great. And I think gives you certainly as a business owner as well, or anybody, it's, it really gives you new ideas. If you make space for that, do you find that as well? Yeah. I mean, I ever, I do my meditation every day because I just, I want to open my mindset to, um, new things, right? And the only way you can see new things and invite new opportunities and people and experiences into your life if you actually open your mindset. And so, you know, I don't wake up specifically with an agenda. I wake up with what I want my day to feel like. And because we as humans, uh, we resonate more with feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's this whole like mind-body coherence and how to connect those two. So you're living in the present moment, right? You're, you're, in that moment with your children or you're in this, like I'm having a conversation with you right now. I'm like, this is 30 minutes. Like I'm all you, you know, and and we have to do that. Right. Like we have to remind ourselves of that because of course there's a billion things I'm thinking of right now, but I'm like, no, I'm just doing (laughs) it. And that's a practice. And I say to my, everything that we do and I I make it applicable to how they understand information. Like if you're a hockey player and you've been practicing the slap shot since you're four years old, you just get really good at that. And so again, it's just like meditation becoming aware breathing, if you practice it, it's like everything. We just, it becomes innately part of just your, like your habits. Yeah, for sure. And so as a mom, how, how are you dealing with COVID? Um, has it been challenging or? Yeah. You know, it's for me, I've been secretly I've been loving it because I'm never home for this long. I have a lot of mom guilt because I've been on the road for so many years. That's that sacrifice piece that I've been talking about where I have to miss my son's hockey game, or I have to miss a presentation at school or whatever it is, because I am on the road build, building my business and I'm a single mom. So there, there's been a lot of guilt in the past, but so what's been beautiful for me is just being here and being home and like actually cooking meals for him, not like ordering in every night and spending time time with him um, and just kind of getting to know each other again, like in like a full time rather than just like mom being like super mom for five days, because that comes with mom guilt. Because then when I travel, I'm like, can't wait to get home so I can just like throw all of my energy back into William. So it feels like there's more balance right now, mm-hmm. but I will say something that I ha- I have to say, because it's honest. I, I'm feeling a little bit bad because I do let him sit downstairs and play video games for like eight hours straight because I'm working. I'm trying to get work done during the day. So I'm sure a lot of parents are feeling like you're not alone. 
Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, I love video games and I hate them. It's like this love-hate yeah. relationship. I love them when I need to get work done, but I hate yeah. them when I'm like, oh my God, it's the end of the day. And I haven't even, like William has not had sunshine on his face today. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's normal. And I think that we have to allow ourselves to, because the reality is we have to still put food on the table. And right. so like, there's exactly. that component of it and, you know, give ourselves a bit of a break. So one thing I did to try not to feel so guilty is I signed my youngest up for Ethan to um, an online uh, camp this summer for Roblox, but it's programming. So that's my way of thinking, oh, he's learning STEM. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. That's awesome. (laughs) Something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's please send me anything that he could learn online. Yeah. Other than... Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. So, I mean, well, well, one of my last questions I want to ask you is just, you know, what what do you think is next in your future, and how do you? Again, I think you you definitely go more intuitively, and you go with feeling of what. But do you do you also plan out and start to think of, you know, ahead of time what what would be your vision for? Yeah. The next- Yeah. Back to that, you know, your question about what do you want to be when you grow up and making change in the world and impact in the world. That's definitely in my vision. And what that means for me is um, having the opportunity to speak in front of thousands of people. And, you know, my, my biggest thing when I'm, I'm speaking and presenting is making people accountable for their mental and emotional well-being. And because of what I've been through, you know, and what I've survived and the challenges that I still have with my, my brain injury. I just, this whole idea of mental health is very important and serious to me and for my athletes as well. And so I really feel like our body, I've healed myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so now that I know that I I got hit by a cement truck, you know, drunk driver in a third world country, broke my back, had a brain injury, couldn't do anything. And now that I know that I got through all of that on my own, I want to share that story and inspire anybody in life that when you have adversity or you probably have already like yourself, how can we prepare ourselves you know, in the best way that we can to move through that. Because first of all, had I not been strong physically going into that accident, I would not be walking today and I would not have recovered. So first of all, everyone needs to be accountable if you can, as best as you can for your physical body and then our emotional body and our mental body. And the exciting thing for me is having gone through this brain injury and all my rehab, I am learning so much about the brain and I'm so excited to share my learnings because I'm finally healing and there's just like yoga 5.0 is just going to be a game changer. And I hope to just, you know, take my own experiences and continue to share and help and make people stronger mentally, physically. Yeah. Yeah. I I watched um, a video on that, uh, what happened. And I mean, it's, it's terrible. It was heartbreaking and also seeing, but it was also inspiring seeing that, you know, you want to walk for your son and that, like it's so powerful. And I think that you probably based on the, that whole experience emerged even stronger as an yeah. individual, you know? It's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know what, Kate, okay, wasn't my time to go. So that means it's my time to stay and cause yeah. some 
cause something, you know, make yeah. an impact. So yeah, yeah. It's kind of, I feel accountable. And you know, it's funny is like throughout all of this, like I started in advertising and then I dabbled in TV and then I, you know, started my, my yoga career and, and my publicist, this whole, she, I was always trying to quit. I was always trying to quit yoga and not teach anymore. Cause I was like, this, like, this sucks. Like I came from advertising. I was making a ton of cash. I had like shopped, shopped at Holt Renfrew. And then I start teaching yoga and I'm like, I'm making like $20 an hour. <laughs> and I was like, this is, I'm trying. And every time I try to leave, something happens in a big way to remind me that I am accountable to helping people and whatever that means. So every yeah. time I go for something shiny, like I did the housewives or whatever, then yeah. I get hit by a cement truck. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I didn't mean to say yes. <laughs> it's like the, uni- the universe was not sending you a subtle message. It was yeah. saying you got another direction. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like this. Yeah. And so I get these bit, the, I'm, I feel very connected and very supported by, you know, whatever, that higher yeah yeah it is for people yeah no I I completely relate to that because I also like I've I've had quite a diverse career and every time I go to to do a different you know do something different it's like it brings me right back to like no like I, I similar to you I feel like I have a purpose a purpose to like help help women leaders, help close the gender gap, make yeah. a difference. Um, I want my life to be more than just, you know, a paycheck. Yeah. And, and every time I'm off course, thank God I haven't been hit by a truck, but some other things happen to, to kind of nudge you to know that, mm-hmm. okay, you know, but if you're not aware, you don't hear those things. And that's, so that's why that meditation piece is so important because you only hear the whispers and the taps on the shoulders if you're aware. Right. And sometimes those taps and those whispers are like, is the universe trying to direct you and help you. But if you're completely, you know, ignorant of it, you kind of miss the boat. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, honestly, for all your time and you're so inspiring. Thank you, Jennifer. And um, I can't wait to watch what you do next. And everybody should download your app as well, for sure. Yes, they should. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Women Leadership Nation's Breaking Barriers podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. We want to help you continue to learn and grow. Visit WLNAcademy.com and sign up for our mailing list to keep in touch with us and receive exclusive content, weekly updates, and new podcast episodes delivered right to your inbox. And one last thing, don't forget to join Women Leadership Nation's Facebook group to be a part of an amazing community where we support, educate, and empower each other. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, Keep breaking barriers.